Get ready. What in the Matrix? Oh, 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 oh. The chair. What's up, Doc? You gotta win this game and get our son back. <laughs> Bugs, pull it together. The line for the bathroom's gonna be insane. If you lose, all of the tunes will be deleted forever. Space Jam, a new legacy. Ready PG. You like it, the juice? You like it, the juice? We we didn't like the juice, so we we're gonna talk about some other juice that we probably didn't also like. Yeah, let's talk about the first twenty minutes of Adventures of Pluto Nash. Uh, fuck that movie! I'm not watching it anymore. And we should point out, you know, we've we've talked about the twenty minute rule before. That's a thing we do. First off, apologize apologies if I, I sound like shit. I'm using a different microphone because mine wasn't working. I'm using the one I use for work, so if I sound different, that's why. But uh, yeah. Pluto Nash, we 20-minute rolled it because uh, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you one thing that was going I mean, I know it, it was, I guess the plot was easy to understand. It just wasn't funny. It wasn't interesting. Everyone on the screen looked bored. Uh, Eddie, it started with a rap that was terrible. Jay Moore's a Scottish crooner. And it, it should be way more fun than it is. Like, it, it's not even good bad. I, like, man... Maybe it gets better or worse, but the first 20 minutes, I was like, I, did, I got nothing. I don't want to spend my time on this. Well, it's like, I think Norbit was like a fluke. Like, I, I that was the only, like, good, bad Eddie Murphy movie. Like, even A Thousand Words, I feel like, was just shit. I don't think, I don't think we've actually had a good, you know, shitty Eddie Murphy movie since then. That's true. I mean... It, I think a thousand words made it a good podcast. I think because I think we were we were both like really pissed off at how bad that movie was. Um, and then Meet Dave is a good movie, but yeah, like the Golden Child bored me. Like yeah, these Eddie Murphy movies bore me more than they excite me. Yeah, no, I just I and and I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the wrong tack when we when we approach these episodes. Like. I guess we've fallen into the trap so many times. That's what almost ended our podcast with fucking, what was it? Not Good Boy. What was the other talking dog movie? Dog fucking gone. Dog Gone. We're like, oh, it's going to be so bad. We're going to have so much fun talking about how bad it is. And I don't know. we got to figure out some other way because that that fails us so many times. Yeah, no, some movies are good, bad. Some movies are interesting, bad. Some movies are just shit. And Pluto Nash is shit. Like, as soon as... Rosario Dawson showed up and started talking about her moon card expired and that oh your my dad saved you in 1963 but it's 2078 or something and the the fucking we're on the moon for no goddamn reason it seems that's and that's the thing and again this we only watched the first 20 minutes of Pluto Nash so I don't know if it if the future setting became more organic as it went but just in the first 20 minutes, we were like, why does any of this have to be set on the moon? This feels like a script set in the, the, the 30s or whatever, like like Boomerang 2, and they just went, what if we put it on the fucking moon? Like, did, we had the whole like fucking nine-minute sequence of them in a bar. It could have just as easily been a bar on Earth. Yeah. And like, the, none of the future jokes or space jokes were anything. Oh, Hillary Clinton's on the fucking $100 bill or whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah, and it's it was just boring. It wasn't funny, but also it didn't seem like it was made as a comedy. No, it definitely feels like a movie, and again, only talking about the first 20 minutes, that like it probably wasn't actually written initially for Eddie Murphy, like it was shaped to fit him, but like it was another it was like probably more of an action movie and they said what if we make it an Eddie Murphy comedy. Yeah, it feels like this would be like a Harrison Ford movie. <laughs> like it, just, it was kind of Blade Runner esque, but then they were like, Oh shit, Eddie Murphy's the star. Uh, I guess we better like uh, I don't know make it funny, but it's it's not funny. And yeah, they're not telling jokes or anything. I get Randy Quaid was like I could see liking him if we continued watching the movie, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, he was the best part of the five minutes I saw him in. Yeah, um, and one day I do want to. I hope I live to see the day where I can say, "Hey." Screw you, robot! Like I, I want to say that to a robot at one point in my life. You, do you want? Okay, are you anti-robot then? Because I'm way pro-robot. Oh no! Like I want my best friend to be a Randy Quaid robot. Yeah, I like robot, 
But I, I just wrote down that line is when like the albino criminal was like, hey, screw you, robot. I just got the, the thought in my head. I'm like, man, I wish I could say that like, you know, genuinely to a robot one day. Oh, because you want the robots to exist. See, when I say screw you, I don't want to tell this robot to screw you. I want to tell the robot, well, I mean, of course, I, I'm, I'm envisioning more of a, a sex robot right. situation. So I guess screw you, robot would have just have a different connotation for me in, the, in that imaginary future world. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Because I'm fucking Randy Quaid. Obviously, I want to fuck Randy Quaid robot. Right in his robot ass. But also, I kind of want him to piss well, me off once and go, Hey, screw is, you, robot! The thing is, he, he's he's a model 63 only. He doesn't do anal. <laughs> they weren't set up for that until 73. Okay, that's the end of Pluto Nash. Or the, By the Adventures way, of Pluto Nash, depending on what you look at. Did you, the title just said Pluto Nash, not The Adventures of. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, I didn't notice no, that. Didn't. No, I didn't. But yeah, my, the, the copy I found said The Adventures of Pluto Nash. But I'm pretty sure that the I'm not a robot that can do the thing you asked me to do was the closest thing to like a running gag in the entire movie. Like, I'm just going to predict that. Oh, yeah. Randy Quaid, they ask him to do something. He's like, I'm not that kind of robot. That's not a fucking joke. Yeah, no, he watched 20 minutes of the movie. He said that joke three times. <laughs> so yeah, that seems to be the only thing he's got going for him. So, so we, that's why we stopped watching. Yeah, so we stopped watching it, and uh, I, I saw a movie in the theater a couple weeks ago that uh, just flabbergasted me about how bad it was. And as soon as Sarah Silverman showed her fucking face in it, I was like, "Oh, we are talking about this on the podcast, baby." And I want to focus on that bit. You went to the fucking theater to see this. I saw the same movie. We're going to talk about it, and you probably know what it is based on the title of this episode. Uh, but I I did the – well, I, I didn't do the smart thing because I still fucking watched it. But I watched it at home for free. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean we have HBO Max as well, so I, I could watch this so movie for free. So it's doubly stupid. Anytime I wanted. But no, we just wanted to go to the movies, you know? We're in a new city. We got nothing else to do. So on the weekend, it's like, hey, let's go to the movies, get some fucking popcorn. We'll go to, go out to lunch, see a movie. And the only thing playing that neither of us had seen or was semi-interested in was Space Jam A New Legacy. You know, there's a new Purge movie out, uh, Escape Plan 2, maybe? I don't know. Uh, this was two weeks ago. I think Escape Room was one of the possibilities, and I was like, no, I'm not going to watch Escape Room 2. Oh, I think I said Escape Plan, the, the Sylvester Stallone right. prison break movie. Which there was a two, no. uh, number two of that, wasn't there? There was a two yeah. and three, I believe. Oh, wow. Didn't know the ex- Escape Plan cinematic universe got that vast. But yeah, I I just I feel like there were so many other options for you. Uh, well, Black Widow wasn't out yet because yeah, this was like maybe three weeks ago at this point. Um, yeah, I no, Black Widow was out because Space Jam beat Black Widow at the box office. Oh, maybe we'd already seen Black Widow then. I can't remember. see it again if you're gonna pay. Not that it was that great, but if you're gonna pay money to see a movie and you got the choice between a movie you saw that was okay and Space Jam: A New Legacy, A New Legacy. That's what floors me more than anything else. Remember the legacy of the original film was that it was one of the worst fucking movies ever made? Yeah, but this, and they're like, it's a new legacy. This is a new one. This is a new legacy. <laughs> you, you thought the first one was bad. Oh, we have not even begun to make a bad fucking this movie. This is a new legacy of shit. Yeah, this was terrible. And I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting... To hate it so much. And I, I, when when the movie Cats came out, which I think is like a couple years ago by now, was that pre-pandemic? Uh, yeah, I that was like, 2019. Yeah, and I and I walked out of that movie saying, like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, that, that was like my worst movie ever made. I came out of this movie, well, I watched it in my home and then turned it off, and... And I went, I think that's worse than Cats. I think it's worse than the worst movie I've ever seen in a theater. I mean, I I walked out of Cats because it was that bad. I wanted to walk out of this. I just was like, eh, it's probably almost over. So I did, like, go to the bathroom in the middle because I was like, I just, I didn't need a break. I was like, I just, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's just lights and noise and sound. I'm going to go take a piss. But the thing about Cats, there's some level of care and ambition like it's clear that the people making it 
want to be there and want to make it. It's incredibly misguided, but like I can feel passion in it, you know? This is the most lazy, cynical fucking thing. Nobody wants to be there. I'm seeing laziness in cartoon characters. Bugs Bunny feels like he doesn't want to be in his own fucking movie. Like, this is insane how fucking cynical and gross this movie is. Yeah, it is. Man, it is. Like, it's just a commercial for Warner Brothers. And there's a lot of stuff I want to get into. But let's start with LeBron James. Oh, boy. You thought Michael is Jordan it, was fucking terrible. I was going to say, isn't he worse? Because he's, he's, I think, is they're giving him more to do? No, I think they give him less. He's a cartoon for half of it. And you can tell he just, one take LeBron is probably what they did. You know, it's just like, hey, he said the fucking line. Let's move on. It's a wrap. Because he's a busy guy. He probably needs to, you know, fucking, they, they probably shot this movie in like, what? All LeBron scenes, maybe a week. Oh, I, if that, yeah. But but I just mean in terms of his character, like they gave him more pathos. Like he has like a son and he has like father issues and like, you know, like there's there's more to his character than Michael Jordan had. But there's a reason why Michael Jordan never had that in the original because he couldn't pull it off and neither can LeBron James. Well, and they shouldn't pull it off. The Space Jam movie shouldn't have those stakes, right? And It should just also, be about the basketball game. But yeah, this one, it, I guess he's going to Why lose is it called son? Space Jam? It's not in space anymore. Why good isn't point. it Cyberspace Jam? Oh, good point. That would have been good. Um, that didn't occur to me until like weeks later. I was like, fucking Cyberspace Jam. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it doesn't take place in fucking space. It takes place in the Warner Brothers serververse, which they just introduced like we're supposed to know what the fuck that is. Don Cheadle plays Algae Rhythm, and he is an algorithm, like the human embodiment of an algorithm who lives... Which, by the way, is not what the movie thinks it is. An algorithm is just a set list of procedures. I can write an algorithm on a piece of paper. It's just a to-do list, basically. It's not an AI. Like At one point, they're like, are you a heuristic algorithm? That just means an algorithm that's you know, predicated on, on speed uh, rather than, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, comprehensiveness. None of these, they, the point is, they don't know what any of these computer terms are, and they're making a movie about living inside computers. Well, it doesn't matter because they introduce it like it's just a thing we all accept. Like, they pan into Don Cheadle, you know, moving shit around, minority report style, in the Warner Brothers cyberverse, and they're just like, yeah, this is Don Cheadle. You know what's going on, right? And he's like, yeah, now I'm living down here. I'm programming the Warner Brothers cyberverse. We're like, oh, okay. I don't know what the fuck that means, but all right. And then he, they just keep going like, oh, I was supposed to know this beforehand or something? They don't do the work to and introduce the, what the fuck they're talking about. And the weirdest thing about Algae Rhythm's role in the story, in a better movie where I'm willing to give the people making it any degree of credit for what they're doing as like writing... I would assume this was like a very brilliant like deconstruction of the movie itself cuz like the idea that the the company that made this is run by a computer that just runs shit through it like that's the perfect metaphor for the movie once you get to the yeah. fact that it's just regurgitating IP and it starts with like I don't know if you remember that episode of 30 Rock where Jerry Seinfeld is like mad cuz they're putting him in all the shows like that's what they want to do with LeBron James like yeah LeBron James but he's going to be in the Harry Potter verse and, they, and he's like, that sucks. And then that's what the movie does. But I don't think the movie knows that that's the joke. I, I didn't think about that until you just said that. Because <laughs> it's clear the movie's just like, yeah, we're going to do that. And we, we think you think it's cool, right? <laughs> the thing that they pitch LeBron and he goes, no, that's a terrible idea, is basically the movie Space Jam A New Legacy. Because yeah, they just they go into different Warner Brothers movies. And it, it's, it boggles my mind. The references that this thing makes. And I know you can say, well, Looney Tunes was all about references. They would reference Casablanca and they would reference Peter Lorre and Edward G. Robinson. But this movie is aimed at like five-year-olds. It is aimed at such a small, tiny, young audience. And Well, that was always my problem with Animaniacs. was like they'd make like a Hillary Clinton joke and I was fucking five. I don't know who Hillary Clinton is. Yeah, and they are referencing... The Matrix, uh, Casablanca, um, oh man, I, 
Fucking Mad Max Fury that, Road. That was the one I was trying to think of. That was like fucking one of the first Austin ones. Powers. Remember yeah. that kids? Just like ridiculous. And and when they get and then fucking Pennywise is like front and center during the basketball game. The fucking background characters in the back basketball game are fucking. The fucking Clockwork Orange guys are in the background. <laughs> The fucking penguin from the from Tim Burton's Batman, Mister Freeze, but like the Schwarzenegger version, but he's not played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. If they'd actually got Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking uh, uh, Skarsgård to play them, I'd be like, or Skarsgård, I think is his name. Uh, I feel like like that would at least be justified. I'd be like, I'd be impressed. But like the fake shitty versions, it's like you're just referencing shit these kids aren't gonna know yeah. it's who is that for because kids aren't gonna get it and adults are gonna be like oh there's a guy in a shitty batman costume i guess that's fun like it's warner brothers they're hawking their or they're you know they're promoting their own shit you think they got a good looking batman costume lying around somewhere right you think they could put somebody who has, like, a little fucking muscle in that Batman costume? No, it's just a guy who, like, looks like me, just as Batman. You know what? And and if you're going to do that, make a joke of it. Have all the Batmans. Have Clooney, Keaton. Like, do, like, you know, the, the shit they did in the Star Wars prequels where, like, Leia's there, but she's not there. Like, have, like, fucking computer-generated versions of them fighting it out. Like, who's the best Batman? Yeah, they could have done... For what this movie is... This movie could have been a loony. I would accept this premise if you gave me some good fucking jokes. But they don't give good jokes. It's just, isn't it funny that Granny is in the Matrix? No, that's not it, funny. It, you know what? What I, what I think they should have done is tried to pull off a, the same miracle they did with Who Framed Roger Rabbit and get Disney involved. Disney and Warner Brothers teams up again and like there's Disney characters as well and I maybe even have it like Disney versus Warner Brothers on the court you know something where it's like okay yeah it's a bunch of IP mashed together and it's cynical and crass but at least it like they they accomplished something with it you know yeah or even with what they have do something with it because I mean now we're jumping to the climactic basketball game but there's all these Warner Brothers characters in the audience rooting them on and they're still doing the they're basically copying the first movie. It's the um, Looney Tunes versus the Monstars. And it's like, well, you got King Kong just sitting there. Throw the ball to King Kong. Like, make it the Warner Brothers team. Well, that's the other thing. Like, the setup of this, I you know, I almost kind of like where, like, it was the getting the band back together recruitment montage. In, in theory, like, on paper, I don't have a problem with that. But the the thing underpinning that is LeBron's like, we're going to get a team made up of all the people of the Warner Universe uh, but they, Bugs is tricking them. Like, no, you got, you're going to get Looney Tunes. But at the end of it, like, there's nothing stopping them from going like, okay, I got this shitty team full of cartoons that I don't trust. But all everybody else came to see the game. Hey, Kong, get in here. Replace fucking Sylvester. <laughs> we don't need him. And you're a giant ape. Problem solved. Well, yeah, it doesn't. Well, the basketball game itself doesn't make sense. If I remember the first movie correctly. They made the ba- the basketball game made sense because the the little tiny aliens wanted to abduct the Looney Tunes, and then the Looney Tunes came up with a plan like well, we'll challenge you to a basketball game because you're short, and then the little guys turned into big guys, and that's that's the fucking setup. This one, it's just like Don Cheadle's like, how about I challenge you to a basketball game, and that's it. Yeah, but. I felt like there's there was just some connect, connective tissue missing. Like that could have been resolved in dialogue, because like you get this whole thread of him and the kid, and it's like Hook, where he's like trying to seduce the kid to his side. Yeah. And I feel like there was something in that where like if you just shaped it a little bit, all of the the rest of it would have made sense. Like it, it, I don't know if you just taken one more pass at like this villain and his motivations and why he was doing the things he was doing, even if it's something meta, like he saw the first movie and went like, this is what we do here. Right. Like, I don't know. That would have been enough or something. It's just like nobody gave a shit. Yeah. I, I did not understand Don Cheadle's role in this at all. They did not introduce him. I didn't understand what the fuck he was. I guess he's mad just because LeBron passed on his amazing offer but what does he get out of this? And and who is he? Who the fuck is he? He he's the algorithm that lives in the cyberverse. 
And I guess he does he program all of Warner Brothers then? Well, yeah, and that's like I said, that's the thing where you know, in a better movie, this would be like social, not social commentary. It'll be like you know, commentary. The idea that a, a major studio that does very crass, cynical things, it does them because it's run by a computer. You know, the executives worship the computer. You know, I feel like you could have done something with that, but the movie doesn't want to comment on that, obviously, because it just wants to do that. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just talking about a character motivation. I just, I didn't understand what he had to gain from any of this. If he wins the basketball game, what happens? Just LeBron stays in the cyberverse and, and makes money for Warner Brothers, I guess? Well, I was waiting for it to be a twist. And again, this is when I'm watching a movie. I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt that it's going to turn into something. I was waiting for it all to be about the kid because he was like a brilliant, like, you know, cyberneticist guy or whatever. Like, I was waiting for it to be like, no, in order to to, ha- to keep him here, I have to seduce him into wanting to stay. So I'm going to turn him against his dad. And that's the real game. Like, the game's immaterial to me. But I'm going to, like, you know... I know that he's self-conscious about the fact that his dad only cares about basketball and not him. So I'm going to use the game to exacerbate that and eventually he'll be mine and I'll use his massive computer brain to upgrade myself. Something like that. Yeah. Or if it was just something like this kid has this like brand new technology that he invented. If Don Cheadle just wanted that, you know, he wasn't interested in the kid. He just wanted whatever this fucking. Yeah. And he, he needs, he needs to keep them there long enough to like scan his brain yeah. into the computer, you know, or whatever. Yeah, a fucking motivation for the villain is all I'm asking. And Don Cheadle is a very good actor, but I almost think he's worse than LeBron James in this thing. I feel like Don Cheadle, like post Marvel, I just don't think he gives a shit anymore. Like I once, I guess I didn't. I haven't seen that Soderbergh movie he just did. I'm sure he's good in that, but I don't know. I feel like he's just like. The fucking war machine gets me the paycheck. What the fuck? Why not do Space Jam? Well, does he know that he's in a children's movie and a comedy? Does anybody? Because this character should be like, I mean, you know, I was going to say like Robin Williams and Aladdin, but something along that lines. It at least needs to be like energetic and like. Like James Woods and Hercules. Yeah. Like, you know, evil but funny. Yeah. No, Don Cheadle is playing this totally straight. And he has some lines that, I mean, could be funny in, you know, a comedian's hand if there was someone humorous playing this part. And that's the thing. He's I think he's actually perfect for the role the way they designed it. I just think it wasn't it, the role makes no sense as designed. I don't think he would work in that more manic kind of character that it should have been. I if if they're like, yeah, we want this villain to be just sort of dry and understated, yeah, get Don Cheadle to play that. But why do you want that in this movie? Right. It's a kid's movie. Why do you want the villain to be like, hey, LeBron, how you doing? Yeah, I'm going to, like, he's he's delivering the lines as if, like, he's a real actor, which he is. But that's not what this, but he shouldn't be. That's not what this part calls for. It should be Kevin Hart, yes. which they make a Kevin Hart joke in this. Make him the villain and make him do his Kevin Hart shit. Yeah, no, the, the villain has to be charismatic. And, yeah, Don Cheadle's just playing it like a... Like a guy who lives in a cyberverse and wants to take over the world or something. In fact, how much better would Kevin Hart have been? Because you have the height differential, so you have like the inadequacy issues, and yeah. you know that like that's already established. You know, then he makes himself tall with computer generated effects. Yeah, I'm just saying he needs to be a, a fun villain. Is all I'm saying. And speaking of upgrades, okay, what the hell was that about? Well, are you talking about the goon squad in general, or are you talking about specifically the fucking time travel one that they introduce um, halfway through? No, I, or are you talking about Don Cheadle at the end when he becomes a player? Yeah, I was talking about that and also the Looney Tunes themselves, because this is the part I went to the bathroom, so I had to rewatch. I needed to watch this scene, because when I came back from the bathroom, all the Looney Tunes weren't animated anymore. They were like... Um, like CGI, like hybrid things. Like they almost look like mascots, like a weird furry situation. And I didn't have as much a problem with that as a lot of people did. I mean, I I guess because I was expecting it. I feel like you can't make a Looney Tunes movie nowadays and have them just be animated. Why not? (laughs) No, I mean, I would want that, but I don't think audiences will tolerate that anymore. Traditional animation is basically dead. But they... There's no point in making, I don't know, there's no point in making them the Looney Tunes, right? Well, the point of any of this is 
the fucking the dumbest nostalgia and i i feel like shit for even criticizing nostalgia because so much of my life is built upon just the i fucking still love power rangers but it just this if, if you're nostalgic for this you're wrong you're 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 thinking wrong your brain is wrong and that and and they made this movie for you and fuck you like you're ruining cinema <laughs> It do, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, we we watched the original movie for this podcast because Bill Murray's in it. Um, but yeah, th- that's a bad movie. But not only is it, a, it's just confusing. Like the the massive love that movie gets. Well, I mean, and I I, I always chopped it up to just like. You know, Jordan was fucking God back then. Everybody loved Michael Jordan. I was not a basketball guy, so I was never really into him. Uh, but I remember, like, there was that what was that Pro Stars cartoon where it was, like, him and Wayne Gretzky and somebody else? Mark McGuire? Jose Canseco? What? I can't remember. But it was, like, they were, like, a trio of, like, su- sports superheroes yeah. who had, like, sports-based superpowers. Oh, like, I feel like that was – yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it wouldn't have been Mark McGuire. That was later on. But, yeah, it's, like, they, they had shit like that. Like, it was even interfering with my space at the time. Like, I didn't give a shit about super thing, but I, I love superheroes. But, yeah, so I get that. I, I get the love of it at the time, and I get why we wouldn't have that because we weren't sports guys necessarily – or basketball guys anyway. But, yeah, I don't understand how it – how it continues on to this day, how people look back on it and go, yeah, that was good, right? No, you have to kind of figure, like, you have to know it sucks, right? Especially if you were like, oh, have you not seen that movie since you were four years old? Oh, no, I watch it all the time. (laughs) What's wrong with you? But I I know what it is now. I didn't know until after I watched this movie. Um, It's because right, good and bad aren't a thing anymore. And it's partially our fault because like the so bad it's good shit but it's evolved i don't know and i i never really thought of it but i I was watching a review of this movie these guys uh, do you ever watch cosmonaut he's on youtube no he's like younger that he's probably in his 20s i guess and um we're both in our 30s if people don't know and uh, he's watching it and it's like just him like kind of watching it and recapping it with a friend and they were of the age where they loved it as kids and they're watching it and they're going oh it's so cringy and that's a good thing. Cringe is like the dark cousin of So Bad It's Good, where like you're literally watching it to cringe and enjoying that experience. And I keep thinking, you you were the thing that killed David Foster Wallace, and now you've come for the rest of us. You're destroying our culture. Cringe is literally your body telling you something is bad and you shouldn't like it. It's like if you came to me and were like, hey, I came up with a new game. It's called Hot Stove. I put my hand on the hot stove and it, I, I hold it there as long as I can to see how bad it hurts. Because that's fun, right? No, you're doing life wrong, assholes. Stop it. Well, it's a ba- I mean, because I'm a fan of The Room and Birdemic, like some really bad movies. But the, the bad movies that are good and like I can watch over and over again are the ones that are misguided. The ones that, you know, someone they were trying to make a great movie. They were trying to make the greatest movie they could, and they failed astronomically. This, they were trying to make a commercial for Warner Brothers. and I, They were trying to make Space Jam, yeah. and they made it successfully. It, it is, it's everything Space Jam, but you shouldn't like Space Jam. That's it, the point. I don't, I, I don't even know if it's a good Space Jam movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's it's pretty much exactly what I remember from the previous one, just more cynical because our culture is more cynical now. You know, we didn't have HBO Max to, to pimp back in the 90s. We just had, you know, uh, Jordan's career, which, for what it's worth, I mean, people wanted that. They wanted to see that, you know, played out. Here, it's just like... Why is this movie not getting the same level of, like, remember when the Dark Universe came out and they were like, oh, the mummy is going to be the start of the Dark Universe. And everybody shit on that movie because, oh, how dare they try to create a whole Dark Universe? How cynical of a studio to try to do that. And I like the mummy movie. I'm like, based on this, I want to see the Dark Universe. But it was like, fuck you, fuck no. This is like, hey, not even a Dark Universe. Just go fucking download our app and watch all that fucking old shit. It's even worse. And nobody's saying it. No, it's it's fucking crazy how bad this movie was. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to talk about with the plot of it. Um, what else pissed me off? <laughs> well, just the fact that his family's fake. 
Like, that's not his real fucking family. They're actors. That's weird, isn't it? I mean, it made sense with the, the original because, like, they didn't really focus on the family that much. But here, they're, like, characters. Like, he has heart-to-hearts with his wife about how they're raising their son. And that's not his fucking son. <laughs> well, no, yeah, that's one of the things. I was like, okay, so that's LeBron James. When, when did LeBron James get married to uh, the lady from The Walking Dead? Oh, you don't think of her? You th- I guess you would think of her as the lady from The Walking Dead, not the lady from Star Trek Discovery. No, I was going to call her Captain Picard, but I knew that one, right? I'm so out of new Star Trek anyway, I don't even know. What is her name? Oh, it's oh, it's um, Burnham. It's uh, Burnham is, her, I believe, her character's uh, name on that show. Yeah, I thought that was weird that, like, so the the whole crux of the movie, the, the reason why everybody gets sucked in the serververse is because LeBron James... When he was a kid, uh, he wanted to play fucking Game Boy, but his basketball coach was like, "Uh uh-uh, if you play these video games and you don't spend every second of your childhood playing basketball and focusing on basketball, you'll never be the greatest basketball player in the world. And so now LeBron James is saying that same thing to his kids. His kids are into video games. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, you got to be playing basketball because you got to be great at basketball. And I thought that was a weird decision to take the character... Just, again, as a kid's movie, is, like, the first thing we notice about LeBron is, like, oh, he's kind of a shitty dad. He starts out almost like the antagonist of the movie. Yeah, like he's supposed to learn a lesson. Yeah, oh, and, and he doesn't learn that lesson no, at not. the end. He, I mean, it's, I feel like there's a hole at the end where, it, like, there was a draft of this script where he did learn that lesson. And then instead they were like, yeah, but. We gotta wrap up Bugs Bunny's arc where he fucking dies to save everyone. <laughs> what the fuck was that about, too? Alright, yeah, I wanna save that, cause, um, alright, yeah, we're watching the movie in the background, and it's, like I said, it's been two but weeks. But you are, I'm ignoring that, oh. fuck that shit. Well, I'm trying to just remember what happened, um, cause it's been two weeks since I've seen it, but yeah, walking out of the theater, I was pissed off at that thing. Alright, so I'm at the part uh, of the montage where he's gathering up all the, the crew, um, we go into the Justice and some of this League. I kind of liked again, like the Justice League stuff. I, I liked that the train ends at the orphanage. That's a funny Looney Tunes like joke, you know. This is when I perked up in the movie. I was like, okay, maybe because this is also animated, we are now in the Looney Tunes universe. So, and I, I really liked this first one where it was Daffy Duck in the Justice League universe. So, you know, you see Daffy Duck and he's animated like he usually is, but all the background stuff is. Uh, based off of like the Superman cartoon, so and specifically, it's based on the DC animated universe yeah. version, which is like you know Batman the animated series, Superman, which is I think universally accepted as the best adaptation. And I thought it was funny that like they didn't even try to go to like the Snyderverse, like because they, they go to dark places, they go to fucking Mad Max next. But like they're like even Warner Brothers is acknowledging like fuck this shit. Yeah. It, it... It was very weird what they decided to promote. I would like to just see, like, a list of Warner Brothers properties. <laughs> and, like, his, maybe they skipped over some fucking kid movies and they're like, nah, I think kids like A Clockwork Orange, right? You know, the two things I think kids love are Game of Thrones and Foghorn Leghorn. How can we bring these two things together? <laughs> oh, just make Foghorn Leghorn Daenerys Targaryen? That was weird. Because who knows fucking Foghorn Leghorn, too? That's... I say, I say, I'm gonna burn King's Landing to the ground! That's the other thing about this movie and the original Space Jam. When the original Space Jam came out, the Loon Bugs Bunny was, like, 40 years old. Like, I watched those cartoons because... Those cartoons were on Saturday morning, but they were on, like, the other channel. They weren't on the channel with, like, Eat the Cat and, like, all the, you know, cartoons that my friends watched. They were on, like, ABC or CBS, like, the the bad Saturday morning cartoons. But those were the ones I watched. But I don't think kids knew who the fucking Looney Tunes were. Well, remember, though... That the, the that whole movie, the original Space Jam, was based on a series of commercials where Jordan played against Bugs Bunny, which was just like a funny thing they did. And I didn't know this, but apparently that was based on like a trend in bootleg sh- uh, clothes, where there were images of uh, the the Looney Tunes dressed in like street gear playing street ball. Like that was a thing, and then somebody saw that at Warner Brothers and was like, "Let's do, make a commercial out of this and sell, you know, Jor- Air Jordans." And then from th- those were so popular that they were like, "Let's make a movie." Oh. <laughs> so there was a weird tra- trail of it, but like none of that. The only thing that exists like that here is the original movie is so popular with that generation. They're now adults who can spend money on movies. Let's make Space Jam Two. 
God have mercy on our souls. So you think this movie was made for the people who like the original movie who are now older? I would assume so because I don't think it's I don't think young kids care about the Looney Tunes. I know they did a reboot recently on HBO Max, but I don't I don't remember it being like particularly successful. Oh, because I was under the impression that this was a, a children's movie, like very very young children. Well, yes, it is. But only because, like, it it has to be because it's still the Looney Tunes. You're not going to make, like, the, the Darren Aronofsky's Looney Tunes <laughs> where they're all fucking shooting up just because adults are the only people that know who the Looney Tunes are. You still have to make it for kids, and that's the weird paradox of this movie. Kids don't care about the Looney Tunes, but, you know, the adults that, that are, you know, that now have kids care about the Looney Tunes. So you're making it for them and trying to reintroduce them to a new audience. But I don't. Again, I don't see them caring about it any more than because, like, remember after Space Jam, they were like, "Let's do back in action." Who gave a yeah, shit? Nobody liked that one. So yeah, and nobody's gonna like whatever they try to follow this up with. Yeah. Um, also, I did think it was weird that uh, Speedy Gonzalez was in the movie. I, I was floored when he showed up. I was like, "Whoa, they're Speedy Gonzalez." Yeah, you would think he'd be canceled, but then again. Foghorn Leghorn and fucking Yosemite Sam. I feel like they're probably yeah, the, not the good, Foghorn right? Foghorn Leghorn is probably it's definitely problematic, but um, but they did cancel Pepe Le Pew. Was he even in it at all? I can't remember. I, I don't think so. I think they took him out because Pepe Le Pew has been me tooed, uh, and rightly so. By the way, yeah. he's basically a cartoon rapist. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's not a good thing to show to kids in hindsight that, you know, you, you should just paw at women until they accept you. No, yeah. And, but I mean, I will say this movie, I felt went a little too far with that, with the Lola Bunny is literally a fucking Amazon. Yeah, I, that was, I, I never, I mean, I didn't like Lola Bunny to begin with. No, but I feel like trying to because well, I think they they in the most recent re or maybe maybe one before that they did one where Kristen Wiig played Lola Bunny and they kind of made her a funny character. I didn't see a lot of it, but I saw some of it, and it's like I feel like that kind of justifies like bringing her into this series or in this franchise, and they they undo all of that here. She's just the Lola Bunny from the original movie, except. Now, instead of being sexualized, now it's a girls can get it done thing where it's like, you know, and if you're going to do that, at least get Gal Gadot and bring her back in live action. Why is she animated? That's not the the Wonder Woman we know. Yeah, well, I, I, so they like went way too far in the other direction. But yeah, it is weird if kids go watch the other movie in the original Space Jam. All Lola Bunny was was, you know what Lola Bunny was. She was just, we should say this right now. The fact that I don't want to fuck Lola Bunny in this is a detriment to the film. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the original Space Jam, what it lacked in everything else, at least it had a nice pair of bunny tits I could look at bouncing around I on mean, that court. I mean, it's like they take away <laughs> She-Ra's fuckable tits and now Lola Bunny's fuckable tits. I don't know. Whose tits am I supposed to fuck now? What what cartoon character's tits am I supposed where's to ogle at? Where's a guy supposed to see some nice cartoon titties around here? I mean, they're not making another Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so I don't have Jessica Rabbit. I only have the thousands upon thousands of images of Jessica Rabbit, Roll 42, and live-action cosplay. (laughs) But that's not enough to tide me over. What? I gotta draw my own titties now? It's 2021! It's unfair. It's unfair to men, is what it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I... Yeah, no, I don't. I, but I mean, again, I feel like there's something you can do with the character. I, again, I think the Kristen Wiig version was fun and justified. This, I again, she's a useless character. You made her character less interesting than the last iteration of them. Yes, a lot of people probably didn't see that cartoon, but you know, that's not empowering to just you know make her an Amazon. That's nothing. Make her a character that people want to watch. That's empowering. And it was weird that they went to Wonder Woman. After going to the Justice League, it's like we already did this, didn't we? Yeah, and it's a different version of Wonder Woman. It's two different universes of Wonder Woman, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, fucking Sylvester and Tweety in Mad Max world. Ugh. Yeah, that that was the first one. Oh no, that was right after Justice League. Uh, that. Oh no. Wait, was it? I'm trying to go through I it think... now. No, Mad Max was the first one. Then they go to Justice League. Then they go to um, 
<laughs> the Matrix. And but the Mad Max one. And then Austin Powers. Uh. He literally fucking huffs paint. Like that's a thing in Mad Max. That's a thing that makes sense in the context of that crazy universe that they huff that. I guess it's paint, right? Um, I can't remember. It's been seven years since I saw that. But movie. they do this thing where they get high and then they go, "Witness me!" And Sylvester, cartoon cat, chasing fucking Tweety. Or no, not Tweety. No, it's not Sylvester. It's uh, Wiley Coyote. I'm mixing yeah. them up. Sylvester was the cat in Austin Powers because this movie fucking sucks. Uh, no, it's it's um, uh, Wiley Coyote and <laughs> Roadrunner. And Wiley Coyote fucking huffs paint and then has a sign that says, Witness me. I mean, it's kind of brilliant and, ne- and should never be in a movie. Yeah, and I... T- I don't like those. I know. I guess some people do. Like some people go, "Oh, yeah, that's a joke for the adults." Like, isn't that like that? That's the whole the the Animaniacs thing, as you said. I don't like that in a children's movie when it's not a because you can make a joke for kids and adults. You don't have to make a joke specifically for the adults. That's just a reference to something kids don't know, and like that's why it's funny. It's like, oh, that's just for me. That's going over my kid's head. That's that's always been the Warner Brothers thing, and I, that's why like like Pixar and Disney do it so much better. They find a, a a common ground where it's things that both kids and adults who want to feel like kids can enjoy it. It doesn't have to be separated like that. Like oh, here's the stuff for adults, and here's the stuff for kids. I feel like Warner Brothers has always thought that's how you appeal to both groups separately. No, you find the the, the middle ground between them. That's what Pixar does, and that's why they're better, yeah. and always will be. No, it just. It... I wouldn't understand if I was making a children's movie. I wouldn't want to confuse children. <laughs> well, it's like it's a it's a joke that if you if you tasked me to write Space Jam, I would pitch that joke and go, "They never do that." And they <laughs> and like, but if they were cool, they would do that. And then you see it, and it's like, no, they would have been right to not do that. Except they did it. Yeah, it's I don't know. It just was not was not cool to me. Um, I didn't like it. I thought this movie was lifeless especially like i said we already talked about lebron james's performance but animated live action he is a plank of wood of charisma and the thing is i can't think of a lot of a lot like they're talking about the separation of kids jokes and adult jokes i can't think of a lot of kids jokes in this movie pretty much like 80 percent of them i feel like are the 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 references that kids wouldn't get yeah um yeah (laughs) I've I've now skipped to the uh, the basketball scene in the background, and man, all of these characters. We got the mask. We got random fireman. Is he from Backdraft? Was that a Warner Brothers property? I didn't even think of that. You know, you're probably right. <laughs> Who did they write? And yeah, it's just it's weird that like I don't know. Like I I feel like I already said this, but you got them just standing there, and then. But I'm just I'm gonna watch the, the uh, Looney Tunes Battle of the Monsters again. Cartoon characters bring in the mask. He would be great on the basketball court. Yeah, and it also like there doesn't seem to be any stakes to this because do the people watching the basketball game even really know what's going on? I guess the stakes of the basketball game are if Don Cheadle's team wins and he has made the Goon Squad kind of similar to the Monsters where there's fighters and whatever. Um, and I guess if his team wins. Everybody in the who's here stays in the uh, the cyberverse and does what? They now are in Warner Sucks Brothers. Sucks on Cheeto's dick, I guess. Because <laughs> he's not only sucking like all the Warner Brothers characters. Like King Kong comes in, the Iron Giant, like all the Hanna Barbera cartoons, and um, so he sucks those people in. But then he just sucks random people from Earth in through their phone, and then he's like, "All right, and if uh, LeBron James loses, you're all stuck down here forever doing what? Like they're gonna be." In, in Warner Brothers cartoons now or Warner Brothers movies? I guess. But, but and that was like arguably like the best part of the movie was like whenever they would cut back to the like the announcers or whatever who were just regular people. Like I, I wanted more of that where it's like their existential dread at like having to be like we fill these weird roles even though they've been held captive. Like you get a little bit of it, but you don't get nearly enough of it. Yeah, no. This basketball game wasn't fun. Um well, it's got the same problem as the original Space Jam, which is the roles don't matter. And it's like, at this point, they're literally being held hostage by a computer program. What's to stop him from going, like, 
Yeah, you won, but I'm still keeping you all because fuck you. That's I control true. everything. He can control everything. Um, I literally just changed the score so you didn't make those points you made, but you tricked me anyway, but fuck you. Well, and also, it, it's kind of shitty to watch this because they aren't playing basketball. They're playing Dom Ball, which is the game invented by LeBron James's fake son in this movie. And there's style points, so but and the scoring is all different, so sometimes they score a basketball and it's like a thousand points that they just scored. How am I supposed to keep track of that? Kid or adult? I don't know the rules of this fucking game. And well and the funny thing is, did you ever play Arch Rivals as a kid? No. Arch Rivals was an NES game and it was like it was basketball, but it was like two on two basketball. Uh but the the gimmick was you could punch your opponents and get the ball from them. And there was a, a strategy that you would employ in Arch Rivals where – because if you, if you press the pass button to pass to your, your partner – or no, no, not the pass button. If you, if you tried to – like the three-pointer button, it would go – even if you were on the complete other side of the, 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 the court, you would still have control of the ball. And you would throw it all the way over to the court, like try to get a three-pointer, and then you would just run over there. So like you could like keep it away from the – but like that's not a legal move. But they do it in this movie. They like He just like throws it all the way to the other side of the court. That's like – that worked in that video game, and I don't know if that's a clever reference to Arch Rivals or if they're just like, no, we don't care, so that's what they're going to do. No, I think they are upgrading the game. So yeah, the first movie had just regular basketball – this movie has upgraded basketball. We have upgraded characters. And he keeps saying upgrade like I give a fuck. Because then he, when what happens when he upgrades himself? He just turns into like big Don Cheadle. Well, that's also like the original, at the very least, that moment where they were like, hey, remember that we're fucking tunes and we can be toony and loony? And like that becomes like that's like a, a stage of the of the movie where they're like, oh, we can fight back now with our tuneness. And they kind of do the similar thing here. Except in the context of this, they're not, they're basically not tunes, they're car- they're video game characters. So, like, why not, like, exploit that? Like, I mean, they do at the very end with the move that, like, they have to do to cause the glitch. But, like, I feel like that should be the thing. It's like, we're video game versions of ourselves. Let's use video game powers and video game logic to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it could have been way more fun uh, than it was. I had no joy watching this thing. One, because, yeah, I didn't understand the stakes, as I said. I don't know what the fuck they're playing basketball about. I really don't know what's going to happen if LeBron James wins. I guess they get out of the cyberverse. But I I don't know what the fucking cyberverse is. So if they destroy the cyberverse, is that a good thing? Or will everybody die? (laughs) Will Warner Brothers cartoons cease to exist? I don't know. Yeah, well, that and I just... I don't know. I feel like... Once you get to the point where you're playing a basketball game to save the cyberverse or destroy the cyber, whatever the fuck the point of it was, I don't know. Like, like the movie expects you to stop caring, and I feel like an asshole for like going like, no, you need to justify this more because it's fucking Space Jam. I shouldn't be watching it. Yeah, you at least need to make it make fucking coherent sense. <laughs> like, um, LeBron's uh, was it LeBron's agent? Or, like, his brother that he was with in the meeting. I never understood that character. Like, yeah, he seemed like he worked for LeBron in some capacity. But then it seemed like he was part of his family at the end. They were, like, treating him like he was LeBron's cousin or something. But at first I thought he was working for the studio. That's what I thought, too. And it turns out he wasn't. They didn't set him up. They didn't introduce him. They, They introduced him as if I was supposed to know who that was. I thought it was another basketball player at first. Because I was like, oh, they just cut to him as if I'm supposed to know him. He must be, like, LeBron's teammate or something. And that's the other thing. Uh, the Goon Squad. Remember, like, in the original, at the very least, if you liked basketball, you'd be like, holy shit, there's Charles Barkley, there's Patrick Ewing, there's all these people that you would like and, and you know, appreciate being in this movie, and they have, like, their little subplot. Did you recognize any of the fucking basketball players that made up the Goon Squad? No, I did not. But I, I'm also not a... Uh... Sports fan, so. But I wasn't a sports fan in the '90s. But I knew who Charles Barkley was. Yeah. I knew who Patrick Ewing was. I didn't know any of these fucking people. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know any of them. And then two of them were from the WNBA, which I, I liked. That I mean, I, I like that they brought women onto the Goon Squad. But yeah, I, I don't know who any of those people are. Yeah, I just and and so much of this, I just the fact that we've expanded this much energy talking about it, and that we were like we found a movie that we'd rather talk about Space Jam than Pluto Nash. <laughs> 
I don't know if that means it's better than I'm I'm letting it out to be or not. By the way, this is an interesting thing. I cannot see your screen. Mm-hmm. I think there's something in HBO Max that is keeping you like you can't broadcast it. Oh, wow. I think they've programmed it. Like, they know that you're trying to play it over Skype, and they're like, fuck you, he has to pay for his own HBO Max. <laughs> that would make sense. We can't... <laughs> Who would share an HBO... Oh, I guess that would make sense now. Like, hey, let's watch an HBO Max movie over Skype. Um, yeah, and did you know this movie was two hours? Man. Oh, fuck. I didn't realize it was that long, but boy, did it feel like it. I just thought it felt like two hours. I didn't realize that until just now. I'm looking at the timer. I'm like, one hour and 55 minutes for the Space Jam sequel? And and I, I say this all the time, not just about this movie, but every movie. If you're breaking 90 minutes, you really have to justify it. And if you're over two hours, you better be a fucking Marvel movie with fucking Iron Man in it. Because this... No movie has has less justified itself being over ninety minutes than fucking Space Jam Two. Yeah, that that was crazy. That's crazy that this is a two hour movie because the first Space Jam is like forty five minutes. It's like one of the shortest movies ever. And half of that is just Wayne Knight being inflated into a giant uh, balloon. Yeah. Um, and they don't even do anything like. There's absolutely no stakes in this movie because the first movie had the at halftime. They all drink uh, Michael Jordan's uh, fucking jizz, and then they think they're super-powered. This one, what do they do? They're just like, hey, I don't know, let's go out and play better in the second half. And then they do, they come out like all triumphantly, like, ha-ha, we got a yeah. better attitude now. So what they should have done, because like, the thing that pissed me off right away in this movie, they had uh, Kobe Bryant. In the beginning, like they had like a montage of images, and one of them was like, "Hey, and remember how he was best friends with Kobe Bryant?" Which I don't know if that was true or not, but I don't know. Like we 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 we, we think back on that guy because he died horribly in a helicopter accident. Like he was a hero, but he also like like raped ladies. And I'm supposed to like now like the movie wants me to feel sorry for her, like feel like wistful like oh remember Kobe Bryant that unrepented rapist. <laughs> And so I was thinking, like, if there was a thing in the in the the third act where they had to drink some of the fucking Kobe's juice, but they'd be like, "Oh no, he was he's not good enough." There's got to be a better because there's a better player than than LeBron, and it's Kobe Bryant. But how are we gonna get Kobe Bryant's juice? He died. Well, let's go after all the women that he raped and get their rape kits, and then they have his Kobe juice, and then we can win the game. <laughs> I wanted that to be a moment, just to remind everyone that we need to stop fucking worshipping Kobe Bryant. Okay. Fuck it, I hate that motherfucker. He's a goddamn rapist and I'm glad he's dead. And the movie's like, hey, remember how great Kobe Bryant was? Fuck this movie. Uh, just for a second, they show. I don't even remember him in the, in the But it started movie. it on a fucking wrong note for me. Um, I, did, I thought the Michael B. Jordan cameo was, was funny. That was the only time I smiled. Well, I smiled at the uh, the implication of racism, where like they don't re- know, they don't recognize that he's a different black person. Yes. And at one point, they cut to Daffy Duck because Sylvester was the one that mentioned it. That like he looks the same. And on the, on his thing, it says uh, wrong Michael Jordan trade Sylvester. Yes. <laughs> I did laugh at that. Uh, I didn't see that coming, and it got me because I. I, we saw this opening weekend, and I, I hadn't read any reviews about it or anything like that. And uh, as soon as they like showed the feet coming, I was like, holy shit, they kept this a secret? Man, everyone's going to, like, this is going to be in all the commercials next week that Michael Jordan's in the movie. And then it was Michael B. Jordan. I was like, oh, you, you got me, Looney Tunes. Dag nabbit, you tricked me. Yeah, but I would say if, I mean, what? I feel like they should have tried to get real Michael Jordan as, like, a, the very end. Like, I'm going to talk to you about, you know, whatever. And, like, do the actual pep talk. And then they they, they could still done the, the Michael B. Jordan joke and, like, set that up as, like, a, like a, like a you know, a twist. But I don't know. I guess Michael Jordan probably has no interest in Space Jam anymore. Who does? Who should? A lot of people. It fucking beat Black Widow. A movie that I feel is, at this point, very underrated. Um, I, I didn't care for it. I just I I don't think it's like the best of Marvel, but I just I think the people that like actively dislike it I don't understand. I think it feels like you know it's it's got some good shit. I loved fucking David Harbor in it. I love that there's an extended joke about forced hysterectomies that I'm supposed to laugh at. See, that part that stuff bothered me. I was like, wait, it, huh? Also, I I fell asleep through it. Um, remember Porky Pig's rap? 
Yeah, I wanted to talk. Well, I didn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about anything any, anymore yeah. in my life. But whoa, whoa, <laughs> but whoa, let's talk whoa, about it. Whoa, what was that? But uh, wouldn't that be the perfect opportunity to play with his cadence? The blah, 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 the, yeah. the stumbling, like the stuttering, and like he busts out like a fucking Eminem style fast rap. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? I, that's what I thought was going to happen when they had Porky Pig rap, but no. They just have him rap a very lame rap. And, like, they act like it's great? Yeah. And, like, oh, Don Cheeto, you're never going to fucking do anything with that. Like, as it, yeah, at the end, I'm supposed to, oh, that was supposed to be cool? Does the movie not yeah. note that that wasn't good? We rapping now? We rapping? Show them who you really are, notorious P.I.G. Your squad ain't all star, your squad is all jokes. And this with one bar, most famous of all quotes. This battle is now over the that, that's all, folks. No, it's just uh, the, just the idea of Porky Pig rapping is supposed to be the joke, not the natural joke you would do with that, which is, he's a, you know, he, he has a very specific way of speaking, and how would that translate to rap? Yeah, um, yeah that's all I... All well, I the only thing left up. is fucking Bugs Bunny dying at the end. Oh, yeah. So they did not set that up. Like, they set it up briefly. Not really. I for- completely forgot about the thing they were referencing. As, like, the you have to do the weird thing, but it causes a glitch. I guess they referenced that. I didn't remember it when they, when they came back. Well, they're playing the video game at the beginning, and he does a certain move that glitches out the game. But at no point did they ever say, oh, that move I did made the game glitch. It's just the game glitched. And then at the it, very end, they Even like, if they did, even if they said it, I would not have been paying attention. I, I'm almost positive they did not say that. Because then at the end, when they're like, remember the game glitched because I made that move? And I was like, oh, I remember the game glitched, but we never established it was because of that move you did. And it's, but it's I guess one it's line. Important the, now. All the kid has to say is, oh, yeah, every time you do that move, it glitches. I don't know why. Yeah. Set up a right thing. There. Set up a thing. Let me know what's going on. It's basic writing shit that this movie just doesn't do. Because if they'd done that, they wouldn't have had room for the fucking 20-year-old Matrix references. If you're going to make your villain the head of the Warner Brothers cyberverse, you need someone to say, Hey, did you know we have a cyberverse over here? You can't just cut to the cyberverse and go, Oh, I guess we're in the cyberverse now and Don Cheadle's evil and he wants to do something. Yeah, and again, this is all stuff that could be resolved with just simple lines of dialogue. Maybe, again, a little self-referential humor. Maybe LeBron's like, wait a minute, your whole company is run by an algorithm? Yeah, isn't it great? You know, and then they can explain it. And then it's exposition, but it's also, you know, again, commentary and jokes. And there's ways to do this. And, like, nobody couldn't. Nobody care. You have to care in order to yeah. do that shit. And nobody cared. Maybe they didn't want to make it self-defacing. But, yeah, you could have made jokes about, like, the shitty Warner Brothers property. Like, um, Ocean's 13. <laughs> you could have fucking George Clooney pop out and be like, hey, I'm Danny Ocean. They're like, oh, you're the coolest guy from Ocean's 13. Oh, shit, that movie sucked. <laughs> he comes back as Danny Ocean. They're like, hey, are you Batman? No, I'm Danny Ocean. Uh, yeah, throw like if you're gonna throw in a joke for me, yeah, give me a Warner Brothers property that's like fucking I don't know French Kiss starring Kevin Kline. <laughs> I don't know if that's a Warner Brothers movie or not, but wouldn't it be and that's crazy? the other thing, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Property. I feel like outside of like because you could have told me half of these properties weren't Warner Brothers properties, I would have believed you. Warner Brothers isn't like Disney. If no. you did the Disney version of this, you have so many fucking hits right out of the park. That you could point to, not just, you know, Marvel, but Disney, but, but, I mean, I guess now 20th Century Fox, but, you know, you could, you could do this and it would make more sense. Warner Brothers, I feel like, doesn't have the backlog of shit to justify this kind of thing. No, and who knows what a, what a Warner Brothers movie is, unless you're, like, in the fucking business, I guess, you know? 
Yeah, it, well, and it's like, because like, Lego Batman did the same thing. And I remember watching that and being disgusted by it and nobody mentioning it. Like, they go to the world of fucking dead IP villains from Warner Brothers properties, and it's like, oh, is that what movies are going to be now? And it's like, yeah, I guess so, because nobody's punishing them. This is a hit movie. Yeah, it's it's a studio sucking its own dick for two hours and selling it to children. And you could argue, like, Avengers Endgame is also kind of that, but they did it well. Yeah, at least they put the work into it. Um, yeah, Bugs Bunny dies, he comes back to life for no fucking reason. Uh, yeah. Literally for no reason. He's like, yeah, what? Well, fuck you. You think I was dead? Yeah. Go, go suck my fucking cartoon dick. I'm alive. <laughs> he dies unceremoniously for absolutely no reason. And then he's brought back to life just as quickly for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And then he's living at, at fucking LeBron's house. Yeah. So he, And I had to turn it off. I didn't watch all the fucking mid. If there was a mid credit sequence, I didn't catch it. No, I don't think there was. They just had, like, um, still photographs of the Looney Tunes characters and other sports stars. So I think, like, Sylvester was playing tennis with Serena Williams or some shit. Okay. But nothing fun. Let's let's do fucking uh, John McEnroe in, in fucking Tennis Jam next time. <laughs> That's the next legacy. Uh, all right, so pick a number between 105 and 153. Uh, well, let's go with 138. 138, by the way, we are picking what we're going to do next week. <laughs> Charlie Rocket! I feel like we got some Charlie Rocket left to milk. Um, probably. They got some, some nice milky Charlie Rocket tits. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, we've done a lot of Charlie Rocket. He's in Dances with Wolves. I'm not going to watch Dances with Wolves. I I actively refuse. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Delirious might be interesting. Uh, yeah. That's that's the uh, John Candy one, right? I opened that one. I opened that one. I believe that's the one where he's the soap opera writer who gets sucked into his own story. Yes, I think that. Um, I'd be down for that if we can find it. Hocus Pocus is another movie that fucking people our age love for inexplicable reasons. And I, I mean, yeah, but I don't. Would that be interesting to watch? Nah, is the thing. Really. I don't know that it would be. Uh, Tom and Huck. Tom and Huck might actually be interesting to watch. With Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Brad Renfro. Isn't Brad Renfro the guy who killed himself? I think. So, or maybe I'm mixing him up with the kid from It. Uh, and, and Sidekicks, which we watched. Suit. Uh, okay, so we have Delirious, I... Tom and Huck, or we could do a Charles Rocket <laughs> recurring character. We can do Ronald Reagan. Uh, wait, did he have any? He probably I, had one. I feel like he couldn't have, could he? Oh, yeah. Ronald Reagan? No, oh, no who Phil is this? Lively. He, he was just a, he was a game show host and they would show them at home. So he'd be like, honey, who do we have on the couch tonight? And they did two of them? It was just two of them, yeah. That's not worth uh, it. All right, so Delirious? I could do Delirious. Tom and Huck. I, <laughs> why, I mean, why would that be good? Delir- Delirious would be probably the more entertaining film. It might even be an underrated classic, for all we know. Tom and Huck is never going to be good. I just think it might be good bad. Really? Like trying to like do that story, but with like teen heartthrobs of the nineties. Yeah, but I think they still are like loyal to the book. Did they have N-Word Jim in it? I mean... <laughs> no, because I think this is based on... I think this is a combination of both the books. I don't know. I know they do, like, the funeral thing from Huckleberry Finn. I know they do the whitewash and the fence thing, which is from Huckleberry Finn. Maybe there is an N-Word Jim in there. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm leaving this up to you. I think either of these would be interesting to watch, regardless of their quality. Is it possible that Charles Rocket plays N-Word Jim? <laughs> If that's the case, we're definitely watching Tom and Huck. Well, they have Injun Joe in this one, so maybe that's what they replaced. <laughs> that's more sensitive, right? No, that's way better. Let's call him Injun Joe. All right, so Tom and Huck are delirious. Let's put, let's put Ching Chang in there, just for good measure. Um, I mean, delirious is probably the safer choice. Yeah, well, first let's leave it up to the gods of Put Locker. And it's on there. 
All right. All right. Delirious. All right. I next say to me. we go with delirious. Ooh. I've actually kind of always been curious about it, just because the premise seems interesting to me. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to check it out. Um, but I, I think it's just one of those like nineteen late eighties, early nineties John Candy movies that's just like not funny. Yeah, I don't anticipate like I, even like Uncle Buck, which I've never yeah. seen, or maybe at least not since I was a kid. I just yeah, I don't anticipate that being funny, but I kind of want to watch it and just to see. Yeah. No, I think I think. I I think we'll at least get to the end of Delirious. <laughs> if nothing else, I think we'll make it through the whole movie. If nothing else, we'll get past the first 20 minutes, unlike The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Right. Um, Alright, so... <laughs> stay so. tuned for that next week. Uh, do not go see Space Jam A New Legacy, but at this point, you've probably already seen it or decided not to see it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's buying hbo max now going like oh fuck i really gotta see space jam yeah um and then watch all of their their lovely programs movies and tv shows (laughs) i saw so much of them in space jam fuck oh we didn't talk about rick and morty oh yeah fucking rick and morty ah that was weird that that made me sad that was something like do kids does the age group of this but again, I think that's the point, though. I, it's just they're throwing in these references for the adults, but they're just references. They're not Well, remember jokes. the original Space Jam had a fucking Pulp Fiction reference right in the middle of the goddamn movie? Yeah, so, I mean, it keeps in line with, with that, but I, that didn't work in the old one. But then some people like that. They're like, oh my god, yeah, the reference, cause, because it referenced Pulp Fiction. But when I was a kid, I didn't know what Pulp Fiction was. But now that I'm an adult, I see that, and I'm like, oh, they referenced Pulp Fiction. I was like, yeah, but is it fucking funny? <laughs> what was I? I was... Oh, it was somebody talking about family. There was um somebody was interviewing uh, Seth MacFarlane. Was it Seth MacFarlane? No, they were interviewing Matt and Trey Parker from South Park about Seth MacFarlane. And one of the it was like a radio show or something. And they talked about how they don't like Family Guy. And one of the co-hosts was like, you know, I still like Family Guy because I like the references. <laughs> and I was just like, what is your fucking life like? Like, oh, I like that they reference Star Wars because I like Star Wars. I know, I, I, Jesus Christ. I do not get that brand of humor where it's just, let's put our character in another universe and that's the joke. That's not a joke. That's a fucking t-shirt. That's like, yeah, okay, it's funny if you have a t-shirt where Bugs Bunny is like flipping the bird and he's dressed like uh, Barack Obama or something. That'd be a, fucking Michelle over the day. <laughs> that'd be a fucking hilarious t-shirt you own. It's not a two-hour movie. Well, to be fair, I would be way more entertained by that movie <laughs> than by Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, a.k.a. A Pooh Legacy. Uh, well, yeah, that's all I got for now. And that's it. Until we that's see you again, get off, get off the shit. Ball is my favorite sport. Uh-huh. I like the way to dribble up and down the court. I keep it so fresh on the microphone. I like no interruption when the game is on. on. I like slam dunk to take me to the hoop. Yeah. My favorite play is the alley oop. Uh-huh. I like to pick and roll. Go. I like to give and go. And it's basketball. Bow wow. Let's go. Let's go.